You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name's Clive and I'm joined once again by Ricky. How are you tonight, Ricky? Yeah, I'm doing well myself. Aye, good. It's good to have you back on after a, a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah. Obviously, as this podcast has been recorded, Wrestle Kingdom has not long happened, so obviously there's going to be a few people who haven't seen it yet. It's still a bit early and... Through the time slots and stuff, it's going to be a day or so before people are going to be able to see it proper, so we're going to avoid spoilers and not really talk about it this week. Maybe we can touch on it next week. Is that alright with yourself, Ricky? Yeah, that's fine, because I know, um, I don't know, I don't think you've watched a full card anyway. Um, not yet, no. And I know John Ross hasn't either, he's currently watching it, uh, whether he gets a chance to finish it tonight, I'm not sure. Um, I've watched it, I watched it earlier on today. And just before we continue, if you don't mind, I would just like to say a couple of things. Um, uh-huh. Most of it's about the Wrestle Kingdom, um, WWE, and just sort of general wrestling. Um, I'm not one to say to people, oh, you should go do this, go watch this, go watch this, you know, force my opinions down people's throats. But I'm going to sort of contradict myself here. Right. For anyone who, for everyone that listens, Wrestle Kingdom is a must watch. Um, as you know, me and yourself are not uh, avid followers of the product. We know bits and bits and bits and pieces about it. So I went, I went into watching this pay per view almost sort of blind because uh, I sort of I knew the build up to Jericho and Omega, uh, the the title match between Okada and uh, Naito. I saw I knew Naito one was it the G one. I don't know what the builds were like outside that. I don't even know what Ibushi and um, the Cody Road builds was like either. So I went into it like sort of blind and just sort of oblivious to everything that's happened and the build up to it and just wanted to just sort of watch the product and the wrestling itself. And I tell you, I wasn't a follower of it before, but from now on, I will be keeping keeping up to date with this product because that fucking blew me away. Really? It was... It was so, so amazing, so special. Um, the Fatal 4-Way was, without a doubt, probably my favourite match. And again, I'm not going to harp, I'm not going to say too much, but it's great. And that's saying something, because Jericho and Omega was just 35 minutes of just an, an adrenaline rush. The main event was also good. Um, Cody match was good, and the Young Bucks match was good. But I just what I want to say is just, my main point is, I was on Twitter quite a lot during the day and at night. Um, there's this this general conception that you have to sort of either be a WWE fan or a New Japan fan or a Ring of Honor. And I just want to say, like, I think for anyone out there, like, it's it, it's all right to watch all types of wrestling. You can be a WWE fan as well as a New Japan fan. 
if you want to be just a WWE fan, that's fine. Or you want to be just a New Japan fan, that's fine. Like, too much, it's almost like, oh, if you don't watch this, you're not cool enough. Mm-hmm. Or you you only watch this product, like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't like this person, what's wrong with you? And too many people try to force their opinions down people's throats, and it's like, look, if you don't like a certain product, if you don't like a certain type of match, type of wrestler, um, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm this massive Kenny Omega fan, Mark, or even the Young Bucks. Like, if you don't like the Young Bucks, then that's fine. It's not an issue. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you that link to, was it the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, like a few weeks back when they'd done that sort of sequence and it was like a lot of people were saying different things about it, with the super kicks and drop kicks and stuff. Uh-huh. I personally say to you at the time when I watched it, I found it very cringy. But a lot of people take those little wee gifs and gifs or whatever you want to call it and assume that's what Young Bucks are all about. The Bucks, that I it was the first time in a while, I think, a good while, probably about a year, that I sat and watched a proper Young Bucks match and I was fucking blown away with them. I've seen... They, they, they are really, really fucking good. So I knew that beforehand, but I hate this conception that you can sum up a wrestler or whatever in the space of just a couple of highlights and that's not the case but at the same time if you don't like them that's fine there's nothing wrong with that and the same goes with Omega same goes with if you like Roman Reigns that's fine don't let other people tell you otherwise if you don't like AJ Styles that's fine I think nowadays too many people are trying to force their opinions on other people and in, in quote unquote what they think is cool to watch um, at the end of the day everyone's got different uh, tastes and opinions on different things um, I, I like a certain type of wrestling as well but I'm also one for that sort of like quote unquote spot fest if you want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, is a product last night, but they, that pay per view was top to bottom was mind blowingly good. Um, but basically, that's what, I, that's what I wanted to just say was like, guys, it's it's fine to like one product over another, or you can like them all. You don't have to get stuck in this where you need to pick and choose who you like and what you don't like. At the end of the day, wrestling's a subjective thing, um, and no one's right, ultimately, in, in what product they might prefer and what kind of wrestling they prefer. So I would just, I would really advise folk to go watch Wrestle Kingdom, but please go into it with a, with no preconceived notion of what you think is going to happen or you want to happen. Just go in and just sort of ignore everything and just enjoy the wrestling because the wrestling was top notch. Very well put, Ricky, I have to say. I couldn't really I think um, a couple of the guys, Caleb and Carol from the SMC Wrestling Podcast had mentioned the same thing that you've been talking about, where you've got some folk, ah, fuck New Japan or fuck WWE, I'll watch this because it's better than the other. Watch what you want to watch. Apart from seeing the odd matches that have been recommended to me, this was, I was basically a Wrestle Kingdom virgin up until tonight when I started watching it. I'm onto the hair v hair match at the moment, and I have enjoyed it. I've not got any idea, like some of them, I've not really got any idea what the storyline leading up to them is, apart from a couple of the ones later on. So, I'm still, but it's because it's like a blank canvas, I'm just watching it for the wrestling, and I did enjoy the Young Bucks match. It wasn't a very serious one, just like the the dropkick party that they had, or whatever it was, but I have seen them in the past have really good matches. They had a God, what was it? It was Young Bucks and AJ Styles versus 
Kingdom, I think they were called, Ring of Honor a couple of years ago, and that was just, it was like a spot fest, but it was insanely good. And there was also a, a Ring of Honor's version of a TLC match. Oh, what's it called again? Can you remember off the top of your head? No, see, this is where someone, this uh, where John Ross would come in. Uh, yeah, his knowledge is really good. Ladder yeah. War, I think it is. Right. Uh, and it was a, a three-way tag match, and it was some devastating stuff they were pulling off, really. Yeah. I, I don't know how Christopher Daniels is still alive after that particular match. The absolute destruction that he was on the receiving end of. So I think it's just, I've actually done a lot of, I wouldn't say soul searching, but just taking a back seat and thinking about things. And I'm actually a lot more positive about WWE heading into the new year. But I'm more than open to take on other things. I've been toying with getting into a bit more of the other independent promotions. All the, the only thing that's holding me back isn't opinion or bias towards WWE. The thing that's holding me back is just time, basically. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time when I've got work and a family and stuff like that. So if there was 30 hours in a day, that would be ideal. But sadly, yeah, there's that, not. That's that's also the issue for me. It's, it's, it's a struggle enough to fit in the WWE product. With obviously, with, you know, we both we're both got full time work and we both got kids. So it's, you've also got Voss down a, a pay per view sort of every second week, and it's like where do you fit all this in? But I think just to just to Summarise it really. I, I was um, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. It was last week, and I was it was um, Kevin from SMC podcast. Kevin on Twitter. Kevin, he, put, uh, he put a tweet, and I just basically says, "Yeah, I think both of us are bad for it." I remember you you, you chimed in on it as well that we get too caught up in creative and too caught up in booking rather than just sitting back and watching it, uh-huh. watching the, the match. And I sort of that's that was my should get into. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom this morning, it was just a case of like, I'm not even going to bother doing any research on the build up to any of these, I'm just wanting to watch the product just to see some of these guys and see what the what what the, what the hype's all about and let's be honest, like, I've, I've said stuff about the Young Bucks and they might not be to everyone's taste but those guys are fucking excellent uh, Omega is just like truly is like phenomenal, whatever I've seen them. and I've watched maybe maybe half a dozen New Japan matches prior to today at most and funny enough and I don't think it's a, a coincidence Okada was involved in every single one of those matches um, he is a legend he already. is just so powerful so big so smooth mm-hmm. um, it almost seems so effortless um, so again I don't want to give too much away from the wrestling the run but the, that, that title match was excellent as well Overall, like I say, is people just need to just enjoy whatever you want to watch. Enjoy whatever you like watching and don't let other people tell you otherwise. Except now, obviously, because I really do recommend watching Wrestle Kingdom highly. And I want to, final point is, I want to give a shout out to Keeping It Strong Style. Um, guys on the... <coughs> sorry. On the Social Suplex uh, Network as well. Um, those guys... I've listened to a few of their podcasts and their knowledge is unbelievable and that's one of the reasons why I watched it. Another reason was um, John Ross because I'm constantly picking his brain, asking him stuff and he can't speak highly enough of the product so that was one of the reasons as well why, why I wanted to watch this. But like I say, it's just overall folks, just enjoy wrestling because it's phenomenal and what today, watching, watching this pay-per-view today just 
reaffirmed my absolute love of pro wrestling. Excellent. You're in a good mood tonight, Ricky. Fantastic stuff. I am. I, I don't have too much to complain about about the general product. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but for me right now, the the good sort of outweighing the bad. I suppose I'm. Aye. It's, it's outweighing the bad for me. There are things that are doing my boxing on WWE, but I'm basically yeah. just choosing to ignore them. And it's. I don't know if you remember me talking about SummerSlam. Like I basically skipped several chunks of the pay-per-view and because of that I enjoyed what I watched yeah. that's <laughs> um, it. I mean I, I know that's not really fair on the wrestlers but it's rather I'm not moaning about it I'm keeping myself happy but sometimes sometimes, even though like the, today's pay-per-view there was what like 7 or 8 matches or something like that in total was mm, it? Like, 9 I think I can't remember so, exactly not finished like, yet obviously sometimes, sometimes it's, it's overload but see when it like for instance for today when the wrestling was that good from just about every single match, like, uh-huh. it doesn't matter how long this is going because I'm not missing a single match here. In terms of sometimes with SummerSlam, like there's some matches that are just thrown on almost like fillers to make up some time. Like you don't need that on; it's sort of overkill of a product. But you just sort of, like you said you just sort of skip through it, and that's sometimes what you get them feeling with sometimes with WrestleMania as well that you feel like you could probably skip at least half of that and still feel like, oh well, that was money well spent. I mean, you shouldn't skip it, they should put on something that's excellent from bell to bell but if it's not to your taste just don't watch it, don't fill your mind with bile and just bad negative thoughts Yep, and, what, and the last thing about Michigan, and that's what was so good about the pay-per-view earlier on today, that there didn't seem to be sort of a filler match, it just uh, Maybe there was, maybe I was oblivious to it because, like I said, I don't know the build up to it and I don't know right. guys that intimately. And mm. I just enjoyed it. So, for all we know, there could have been a few matches that had bad booking or the wrong person went over in a certain match. We it, don't know exactly, exactly. And that, and that, that was sort of like you sort of felt like a kid again in a sense. You just didn't care about who won and etc. Like you were just enjoying enjoying it. Yep. You almost felt. Like I say, when you were younger, when you wanted a good guy to beat the bad guy, but now it's just a case of just let me see just some really good wrestling and, and it f- delivered. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it in the morning. Um, you'd mentioned the Social Suplex Network there, and I've got a, a wee mini announcement for you. Uh, Social Suplex Podcast Network wants to hook you up with a wrestling t shirt. Uh, so it's a wee giveaway we're organising. Here's how it will work. Basically, what you do is leave a rating and a review on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts as far as I'm aware that's a new name for iTunes Um, so once you've done that rating and review obviously you want to give that a 6 star review if possible Uh, you send a a screenshot like a screen snapshot capture of the rating and review and send it to either the DM box on Twitter and Facebook at Ricky and Clive, just messages or you can also go straight to Keeping it strong styles, Jeremy at socialsuplex.com. So email it to Jeremy at socialsuplex.com. At the end of this month, we will randomly select a winner. And if if you are that winner, send an email to Jeremy at socialsuplex.com. Basically, which shirt you want. So it's anything, any, I'm guessing it's going to be a wrestling shirt you want, not a Celtic away tilt or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> For for our for our American listeners, if we have any, if you're unaware who Celtic are, they are one of the most popular teams in the world. Uh huh. 
Glasgow Celtic. Um, so basically, send which shirt you want with your size and your address, and we'll get that sorted for you. So a wee giveaway for Social Suplex Podcast Network listeners, and it's a wee thank you for your attention so far. Nice wee bit of housekeeping there. I'm glad I remembered that. And thanks for doing the, the shout-outs for the other podcasts as well. So you've got Keeping It Strong Style, uh, the SMC Wrestling Podcast, uh, One Nation Radio, One Nation Radio. Rich Latin has been tearing it up on a new app called Anchor, which is basically it's the best thing that Rich has ever done. This is going to change the podcasting game, I think. Anchor is basically you can do all the podcasts that you want from your phone and that's it, you don't need any hardware anything like that, it's top notch my own current Anchor app address thingamajig is anchor.fm forward slash 205 Clive do you like that? do you like that wee username there? it's clever isn't it's, uh, it? it's excellent, 205 your baby well, not, not so much was, I was, was but as we just said we're trying to keep positive so just ignoring the shite stuff by the way, did you did you happen to see Neville when you drove past Newcastle? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you'd have been uh, thingy, um, thingy stadium. What was it called again? Fucking Newcastle Stadium. Where it was St James's. St James's. No, it's changed. Out. It was like Sports Directorine or some push like that. Oh, so it did. I basically, yeah. I listeners, I was on travels to see the in-laws, and we were driving past Newcastle, which is Neville's hometown. And I was just looking out the window to see if he was there moaning and sulking and putting someone in the rings of Saturn and stuff like that, but sadly I didn't see him. Just to also clarify, um, Clive's in-laws are not related to Neville, just in case folk were getting confused there. I'm confused myself now. Let's move on. Shall we talk about wrestling? WWE? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell have we been doing? Why not? Let's move on. So... I don't know about yourself, but I think over the space of like, it's, I found it quite odd that Christmas Day and New Year's Day they had like a Raw and a SmackDown the day after, so nobody's going to be paying much attention to them. But they were not really filler episodes, as far as I'm concerned. It was quite quite an eventful couple of weeks of telly, uh, and it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. So, and I think over the Christmas period, Smackdown's quickly improved. Do, would you agree with that? Maybe not yes. quickly, but it's yeah. it's better than it has been. Yeah, and I don't know if that's an indictment of what it used to, what it has been like. So, but sticking with the staying positive, I think as like the, for instance, it's, I, I genuinely think we're starting to gear up towards a potential Daniel Bryan return. Right. <sighs> For a long time, I felt it wasn't going to happen, but I think I said it a few weeks back. I just had a feeling that he might return, and I think we're, I feel we're starting to gear towards it. I think. Um, I also say in our, that I believe the title match at the Royal Rumble with um, KO and Sammy versus AJ, that I think that's going to be the start of the split between KO and Sammy. Um, and what, what would be quite interesting and sort of a real sub- twist and a surprise would be if it was Sammy who turned on KO. I I was thinking that myself. 
I don't know how Owens would do as a, as a face. I don't know if I would like to see him as a face, but it might it might just give that a different dimension from before. Um, SmackDown title scene as well. Uh, it's looking all right, especially with Shelton and uh, Gable obviously getting the, the quote-unquote win in SmackDown there and ultimately the match restarted, which is a good match as well. Yes, I like that, um, actually. I think Bludgeon, Bludgeon Brothers, like you know, we, 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 we're very high on Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of what they're doing to the fashion police, right enough, but at least they're wrestling. Yeah, it's true, it is. But I just hope now they don't get lost in shuffle again. They built up this sort of momentum, even though it wasn't so much for what they were doing in the ring. But a lot of people were still interested in their segments, and the US title tournament. I. I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with Dolphia. He's obviously um, not finished with a story, is he? And I, and I think I like it. Uh, I know I've saw things on Twitter, people saying, why would we suddenly care about a title that a guy just decided he doesn't want and he's given up? Well, fine, Like I understand where you're coming from, but it, it's a twist. And I think you're putting Dolph back into the spotlight. And I don't know... I would love to see Bobby Roode win it, but I don't want to see Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler again. I know, we've had that already. So, uh, that was only a couple of months ago. Um, so maybe, maybe say somebody like Jinder wins it and Dolph comes back as a face, perhaps, which I'd be up for that. So I, I think Dolph is coming back in the US title tournament. Is, it's got a bit of intrigue in it as well. I would have loved to have seen Rusev in it, if I'm honest. Uh, shout out to Rusev, because that Rusev Day t-shirt is the the number one seller in the WWE shop. Uh, so yeah, uh, overall SmackDown, see now that I'm saying what I've said, SmackDown's actually, when I think about it, it has dramatically improved. Right. Well, see, once you verbalise what's been going on, mm-hmm. it's decent. I watched mm-hmm. uh, I watched the Boxing Day one and I thought, this is not bad at all. It's as if, since Jinder is now not the champ, it's there's, the balance has been restored. Uh, there's a clear hierarchy and ladder so, like with with the women, you've obviously got the build up to the Royal Rumble. So, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, it's not like they're in a holding pattern at the moment. They're not advancing too many storylines because it's all about just getting to the Rumble, and we'll talk about that in a wee while. But the the tag team division, I'm very happy that. Let me first and foremost say that the New Day versus Usos was possibly, like arguably, the feud of the year last year. Yep. Um, just. Sterling wrestling matches that went on for months. Sterling segments, the rap, the, the rap battle that they had. The rap battle could have was arguably the segment of the year. Uh, I've, I was not looking forward to it happening, but when I watched it, it was excellent. And to be fair, mm-hmm. I was annoyed that New Day won. I don't think that was correct. Uh, no, but was it not the clear draw? No, I can't, I can't remember, but uh, the Usos definitely had better stuff said. Um but while I enjoyed that tag team feud immensely, I'm really happy that they've actually remembered whoever it is, Road Dog, Vince, whoever, they've remembered that they've got a tag team division there. And it's very well laid out now. So you've got New Day and American Alpha Two. I like that I like that American Alpha Two got the pin because it shows that even though there was a technicality, like an error in who was pinned, they are able to pin the tag team champs. Be able to get that win if need be. 
Right. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. But I think what it also shows is, remember when Dean, quote unquote, beat Seth? Was it was it Elimination Chamber? What, what pay, it wasn't a pay per view. It was like a live event they put on a network. Remember? Um, Say that again. Sorry. Remember when Dean beat Seth at that live event they put on the the network? Yep. That the was title. aye. And then Dean ran away with the title. Um, I think it's sort of similar to that. Almost you just want to see how people react to it. And people did react to it. People were happy with it. Um, so I think that sort of might have played in because you, you sort of tease them winning and then you just sort of get a slight idea. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be received well? So if it was or it wasn't, you could potentially do it further down the line or you could just ignore it. Aye. So I'm enjoying, It's as I've said, it's very well leveled. So you've got the main event of the tag team scene going on. You've got Aidan English and Rusev battling it out with the New Day. And I like how they've carried that over into singles action as well With when you had Xavier versus English in the US tourney. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're keeping that rivalry going in different formats rather than just tag wrestling. So that's your sort of mid-card of the tag scene. And then your lower mid-card, you've got Bludgeon Brothers decimating the fashion police with um, the Ascension being their failed bodyguards. So the Ascension have actually got something to do it might be a wee bit shit what they're doing, but they've all got something going on at the moment. And it's clear cut. You know who's on top, you know who's at the bottom. No nonsense going on. The US title tourney. We've always, you and I love a good tournament. Mm-hmm. Remember the Gold Rush tournament in 2005, the Edge one? Aye. That was a classic, that one. And just all the tournaments over the years, the King of the Ring, wish that came back. With the, the title scene, the main event, I'm not really sure what to make of the recent um, announcement that the title match is going to be a handicap with AJ Styles versus Team Sammy and Kevin. I've still not really made my mind up if I like it or not, but I think what we need to remember is Sammy Zayn has been booked pretty badly over the the long term of his main roster run. Sammy Zayn's now technically got a title shot. And if rumours are to be believed, he will be involved in a title opportunity match at Fastlane as well in that fatal five-way. So Sami Zayn's in the spotlight. He's in the main event scene of SmackDown, which is excellent. That's what we've wanted for Sami for a long time. And albeit it's through sort of smoke and mirrors and stuff, he's there. So I can't complain. I just wonder what they're going to do with that match because this whole thing going on with Sami, Kevin... AJ, Shane and Daniel, it's just it's a bit of a cluster at the moment I think you'll probably get Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon involved in it again somehow and I think I'm sort of getting the feeling and impression I was getting when when Kevin Owens and Jericho were starting to come to an end of their um, friendship storyline so I'm sort of getting that feeling with these two now. I got a feeling we're definitely going to see Kevin Owens and Sammy uh, at WrestleMania again, which I'm 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 happy with. Uh, and I also think you're going to get Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, like I said, involved in potentially leading a match between a match between those two mm-hmm. at Mania, which it's it's not my ideal opponent for. For Daniel Bryan, obviously we're speculating here, but uh, like the last couple of times Shane's been in the ring, he's pulled his weight, and the last time he was involved in a singles match, it was arguably match of the night. So 
you can say what you want that that belonged to AJ Styles or whatever, but Shane played his part in it, so who knows? We'll see how it goes, but uh, it's not an ideal match when it come back to it, but like I said, we're, we're sort of speculating and just maybe slightly getting carried away with that. Yeah, I still don't think we'll see Daniel wrestle in a WWE ring. I don't know what's going on, but I don't see it happening. And I personally wouldn't want it to be Shane. I know Shane has been alright in his matches. He's not looked terrible, but you, maybe you could argue that he's been carried by the other guys who are, are both like, top-class athletes. Yeah. I, I would love to see Daniel Bryan to Sami Zayn. Oh my God. I think Sami's probably top five in the company. See, for wrestling ability, I agree. Uh, Definitely. I think I think he's sensational. It really is, and I think that would be a really, really good match, and uh, a match that everybody would love. But obviously, well, you know, we're getting... Just sort of getting carried away, but why not? It's so, the Mr. Angle announced this week that the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, is going to be 30 competitors. There are not 30 competitors on the main roster for the women. Is that I'm right in saying that? Am I right? Ah, uh, definitely. Because what there's maybe how many were in the ring in SmackDown? Uh, sorry, on Raw when Stephanie made the announcement. There was probably maybe thirteen or something like that. Was it thir- was it was it thirteen as many as that? Roughly and between it, ten and fifteen. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was a good few. Alexa Bliss was in the ring as well, wasn't she? She was. Yes. So you'd assume why would she be in the rumble? Aye, she won't be. That's the thing. You're going to have at least one women's title match, or you're going to have at least. If you're not going to have a women's title match, then you will. Not, there will be two women not wrestling at the event and one of those women are Charlotte and she should be wrestling exactly see I think the idea could have been for Alexa Bliss to take on Paige at the Royal Rumble obviously that's could be out the window due to Paige's injury and did you see that did you see the video of that injury I've not actually no oh it was what it was it was uh, Sasha was at the turnbuckle Page to the back Sasha's jumped up in the turnbuckle and sort of like kicked Page in the back it just fell down it, it doesn't look that bad but a lot of people are saying like, well you know she's had a, a history of like neck or back or whatever injuries it was who shouldn't have done it I didn't think it was too reckless if I'm honest but it was, it was just when you saw Page was sort of crawling you could see if she was in a sort of silly bad way she tries to get up and she just, uh, just she just gives out and, and it, was, it looked quite frightening to be honest like you could tell she was really really struggling as soon as that happened you saw the ref Straight away doing the X and everyone stopped and he was he went down to check on her but it was ah, it was it was quite it was quite frightening actually just seeing her in that state. Aye, this bitch is all right. I, I have not heard anything since. Was so she, I'm not entirely sure. Was she on Raw? I don't think so. What, what did you, what did you think of the Ask a Bliss match? I wanted your opinion on this one. I think I didn't need to see it. Aye, there was. It was aye. Like, I love the fact that I'll ask her win. If it was any other, if she didn't win, you know, I would have been fuming, fuming. But that's your women's champ. You know, you don't need to put her in a position. You could have just, you could have gone with something else there. You know, um, uh-huh. aye. It's it's sort of. 
good and bad. That's it. I, I like the fact that Asuka's unbeaten. She's still looks strong as hell. But at the same time, like Alexa Bliss hasn't wrestled in a hell of a long time in a super match back. Top of that, you have your champion losing like that. So uh, it was, you know. There's an argument for both sides of it. You've got your champion losing, and it was uh, another match where. You, I know you weren't a big fan of Asuka's main roster match with Emma because it was competitive. Mm-hmm. And this was competitive. I know Alexa was doing the whole trying to run out the ring and stuff, but I'm not... I don't know if I'm happy with Alexa getting a lot of offence in. I, d- I didn't believe that. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, but at the same time, and I'm now going to almost contradict what I say a few weeks back about Asuka coming up is I kind of don't mind it because she's a champ and she's been booked quite well recently she's been champ for a long time like obviously been in winning it and losing it winning it etc but so I don't mind it too much um, like I said I think I could have done without the match I didn't, I didn't need to see it uh-huh. just purely because it's like for me it's almost like a it's a lose-lose situation Still think Alexa's got a lot to do in the ring. Her character's fine. No issues with her character and like her, what she does in and around the ring, psychology-wise, is good. But just general technical ability, she's mm-hmm. still quite botch-heavy. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't, she couldn't really get Asuka into a groove. And I think they've had went so well with Asuka doing the whole jobber matches, squashing everyone. And then Paige comes in, and she's acting all coy and st- st- stepping back. Don't know. Maybe I just wasn't into that match, but it's clear that Asuka's wanting to be. They've obviously had a couple of um, back and forth with each other, so it's looking like Asuka's going to be a fun favourite for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'd be stunned otherwise if she didn't win it. I really, really would. Oh, yeah. um, because I would, I would actually like it to be Asuka and Sasha Banks at, um, at Mania. Uh, which obviously involves Sasha winning it beforehand, because like I said, I'd ask it, I'll say it right now, that Asuka is going to be my pick for the Women's Rumble. Um, I think that's that's the right way to go. I think that sh- should happen. I think it will happen. Aye. It's just It's just who the other women are going to be. And I've read there's going to be people coming up from NXT and I hope it's like that sort of one-off sort of thing. They just come up for a rumble and they play up to the storyline that look at that, NXT women are coming up and they could have a chance to 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 go to WrestleMania. Because I don't know if any of them, NXT, NXT are even ready to come up at the moment or need to come up at the moment. And then there's also rumours of former <coughs> divas or, sorry, women wrestlers um, Beth Phoenix has joined the commentary team, I think, for that mixed match challenge. She has, well. yeah. So people are, are thinking maybe she's going to um, come into a rumble, which would be excellent because she carried that division for a long, long, long time when there was no real competitors at all. I thought she was she was really, she was really really good. Um, so it'd be quite fun to have her back, and then you never know you could maybe potentially get somebody like Lita or Trish Stratus or. Unlikely, and it, it probably won't happen. But just imagine if somebody like AJ Lee came back. But that's not going to happen. But you just never know, do you? There will be a few surprises, definitely. And going back to what you said, Asuka is my favourite, barring any 
rumours of four horsewomen coming in. It's just on paper, Asuka's unbeatable. There's an outsider bet of Nia Jax, uh-huh. but she's got this thing going on with Angel at the moment. See, I think the Nia Jax thing will be like that whole, you know, how when um, Mark Henry or Cali or Show used to come into Rumble, mm-hmm. they'd eliminate some people and then everybody would gang up on them and just sort of toss her out. Aye. So that way you sort of somewhat protect her as well. And I think an outsider bet for myself is Becky. She's back after filming the Marine 17 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been quite quiet recently, like a good few months quiet on SmackDown. And I think it'd be quite good to see her. I know that Charlotte and Becky had a really good match at 2016 Royal Rumble. I really like that. I think Becky's actually quite underrated. She gets lost in the shuffle quite a bit. Uh, and I don't think that's fair on her. I think she's she can definitely hold her own. So I would I would not be annoyed at all if she won. That would be a good feel good win, I think. But Scott, uh-huh. I mean, nobody's ready for Asuka, Ricky. No, nobody isn't. That's the way they have to go. I know you just said Becky. I would like to see Charlotte Becky at WrestleMania. Uh, so I think that would be an interesting as well match. Um, but either way. So the men's rumble generally lasts what an hour. Usually, because it's what 30, 30 guys, obviously, and it's is it one or two minutes in between each entrance? I think it's two in it. Was it ninety seconds? Um, I got a feeling it's ninety seconds. Two would be too much because that's that's an hour just to get guys in. Aye. So it's like ninety seconds. So what you're looking at that's about forty five set forty five minutes. As on sort of five minutes at the end or so, so you're looking at around about 55 odd minutes. Um, the women's, I don't know if they'll wait 90 seconds between each one, and if they do, then that's probably two hours of the rumble taken up, and then you still need to get the two world title matches in. Um, you'll have the two mid cap title matches, I imagine if, the final will happen mm, at the US. Uh, the US title final of the tournament will happen at that event and Roman Reigns has been has been a, a fighting champion so he's going to be fighting someone he, maybe Samoa you know, Joe he, uh, he needs to lose that title I think before the Rumble he has to well he we has need to do to. it very soon then I know because we've got three weeks because you imagine like him retaining the title and then get into a rumble. Like, it was the same as last year where he lost to KO and um, and uh, Jericho, wasn't it? Um, and then he, he came in at number 30. Uh-huh. I'm sure it was a two-on-one. It was, it was that when KO, uh, Jericho was in the Shark Tank, was that match? Yeah, that was a Shark Tank match, yeah. So, like it says, like, when that happened, even I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Like, and I know the whole point of that him coming in was to set up the taken one, but like, just you need to use your brain here. Like, you know, you don't want to give it more heat. And on top of that, you know where the rumble's been held. It's I'm, in Philly, so oh, Jesus, you know, you know what I mean. So like, and, and normally it doesn't. Sometimes when it's a rumble or mania etc it doesn't really matter where it's been held because you're still going to get that hardcore fan base going out because it's the second biggest pay-per-view that they've got so 
I think he has to, but I don't think he will. But he has to defend it. And even if he, I would actually be up for if he defended the rumble and lost it in the rumble, and then still came into the rumble match, but and then he was eliminated. Because then you're, because then you're still like, right, well, we're not going to give, we're not going to ram him down your throat, so to say, and we'll we'll, we'll take some of the, the heat off him a little bit. But I would like him to lose it because. As much as I love him, like I say when he win it, he doesn't need it. Um, so now if you, you could just just it's just a case of him going to rumble to me. It's just a case of Roman's road to get into getting a title shot. Well, if he is going to lose it soon, there are two contenders. He's obviously had an impressive few weeks with Samoa Joe. Really like that match that they had on Monday night there. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that stipulation where if you get disqualified. You're going to lose the title. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good stipulation, actually. But another contender is a certain Mister Mizanin, who is also returning from filming duty. Yep. And they've made a big hurrah about it with the, the return returning next week video. I'm I'm. Can you believe? I would never have thought twelve twelve months ago that I would have said this. I'm excited for the Miz coming back. Should be the guys. The guy's fantastic. I've got two possibilities for what they'll do with the Miz when he comes back. He'll either insert himself into the IC title scene or possibly this whole thing with the Balor Bullet Club thing that's going on at the moment with Finn Balor and the club getting back and forming a trio, basically. Would we possibly see... So let's say... The Miz wins the IC title quickly. And then at the next pay-per-view, the Miz Taraj take on the club, the Bullet Club, Baller Club, whatever you want to call it, and that leads to a Finn Miz IC title match at Mania. Love it. Love do you, it. Do you? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you very much. I'll phone Vince just that. now then. I do it. Tweet Triple H. I absolutely love that idea. That's excellent, actually. That's really good. Well, what Sorry, uh, what would you do with Samoa Joe then? Win the Rumble? Nah, it's Nakamura's winning it. I don't know about uh, that anymore, actually. No, um, John Cena. Joe Cena at Mania. Oh, wow. I'd, I would love uh, that. I just... shout, out, shout out to um, Michael Wiseman, because that's a match he's desperate to see as well. That would be amazing. All right. But that is a WrestleMania match. There's, uh, there's speculation about Undertaker. Obviously, he's appearing at the 25th anniversary Raw. Is that is that the Raw? Is that the Go Home Raw? Uh, yep. Uh huh. Yep. So apparently, he, and there's rumours he's coming, and he's going to do an angle for his match at Mania. Um, and apparently, the other rumours are that we're definitely not going to get Cena John uh, Cena John Styles. Cena, AJ Styles, apparently Cena's got a bit, much bigger match lined up. What that means, or who against, I don't know. Aye. See, the, the whole thing with Nakamura, I'm trying to get the rules right in my head. There are rumours being that at Fastlane, there's going to be a fatal five-way for the title. AJ, Kevin, Sammy, Naka and Orton. So if Nakamura's in a title match at Fastlane, then why would he be in that title match if he's already got a title shot? 
at WrestleMania, guaranteed. That's a good point. Unless that is just a rumour, though. I know. You know, that might just be put out there just to throw everyone off descent of potentially Nakamura winning it, the Rumble. Um, perhaps, maybe not. But there's also another picture, and I think it was... Um, Someone just done it themselves at the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Uh, it was Brock, Roman, Braun, Cesaro, Finn, and I can't remember who the final person is now. But anyway, and the big thing about that was that the title was around Braun's shoulder. Where did you see this? It was on Twitter. Just on Twitter, right? On Twitter, it was some. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was the city that Fastlane's in had that advertisement up, but a lot of people are saying that it's a fake one, so we don't really know. Um, and if that's the case, that means Braun beats wins the title of Rumble by pinning Kane, and Brock will win the Elimination Chamber, win the title back. Well. I would rather that Braun kept it for a bit longer than that, but at least uh, they're going uh, to do something instead of make it an inevitable Braun uh, Brock defeats Kane at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's probably most likely a hundred percent a fake, but Kane, you just never know. It's again, it just puts that wee bad doubt in your mind. But I would be very, very surprised at that. Um, and then it just then you'd go ahead and say, right, well, what would you now do with Braun? Aye. Uh, if you give us a, minute, a couple of seconds, folks, uh, Barry's ready to join, so I'm going to invite our on and off co-host on. Give us right back after this pause. Welcome, Barry. Glad to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Hi, good evening, everybody, and a happy new year to all listeners out there. Forgot to do that at the start of the show. Happy new year to one and all. <laughs> uh, happy new year, guys. Uh, so, Barry, we were just discussing... Is there a possibility that there's going to be a, a different and expected outcome in the Universal title triple threat match? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I've not really thought that uh, far ahead, actually. I've not thought about that possibility. I've just expected a, a Lesnar win, really. Um, it's an interesting curveball. Whoever thought of that idea deserves a round of applause. Uh, possibly, but... Uh, what are you going on lines are then it'd be Roman and Braun for the title at Mania? Well, it's possible that let's say for instance, like see if they put Kane on the title Kane as a champ, then I will just we've been trying to be very positive about WWE tonight, but if they've put the title on Kane then I'm handing in my season ticket, I'll tell you that right now. Well the fact he's what twenty plus years now, WWE. Mm-hmm. And even before then you can include that. Glenn Jacobs his character was that uh, Isaac Yankum so you can even include that so in that terms I think now that you've mentioned the curveball he might win it oh, come and on I, wouldn't, no. I wouldn't have a problem with it and then he'd lose it at the Elimination Chamber I wouldn't I want, think that's a possibility I couldn't handle Kane being the champ there's just no need for him there's, I would start crying wouldn't it be the I mean, there's been surprising title holders the last few years, but that wouldn't be the biggest surprise. I, I would be for it, because I don't think it would last long. Well, we know what's going to happen at WrestleMania then. It will be Kane versus The Undertaker for the title. 
I was like, no, I was just got an impression he did was at the chamber. Um, so that's maybe a possibility. So, uh, uh, I could see maybe like losing to Braun. Well, I said no plans of losing to Braun the title match. Say I lost to Braun, then it was Braun and Roman for the title. It'd be quite exciting to see Braun getting Emania as the champ, but that's a bit far fetched, I think. So, well, there are quite regularly title changes in chamber matches, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe it could change at the Rumble and go back onto Brock at the chamber. So we'll see. But I would imagine if Brock was the champ going into his chamber, it would be a number one contenders chambers match, I think. I think he'd be involved in it. You never know. You never know. It'd be quite exciting if, he's, if it's his farewells um, year. He might want to have a wee chamber before he goes. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, have I, thought that, I thought that as well. I thought it would be a number one contenders match in the chamber as opposed to a title match in the chamber as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I've said it would be quite surprising if Brock didn't win the title. Sorry, didn't retain the title at Rumble. Very surprising. Yeah. So I've there's been a, obviously a, we've talked quite a bit quite a bit tonight already about Raw Barry, not everything, but my favourite bit on Raw. If there's anyone who follows me on social media or on the column forums or whatever, I am loving. Loving the blue hell out of Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins and Kurt Angle storyline that's going on just now. I can't get enough of it. The, there was worries, concerns last week that when Jason Jordan won the title, the tag titles, that they just basically nixed the possible potential heel, t- heel turn idea. But straight away this week, you know, they've not changed plans at all. The dynamic is that Jason Jordan's ego has just been stroked even more he thinks he's excellent and he's not willing to take on any advice from basically now a, a well-rounded veteran and the, arguably the sort of most over baby face of the company in Seth Rollins he's not taking on his mentor's advice acting like an arsehole uh, I don't know what it means for lead up to Mania if it's going to be Jason versus Seth since Dean's injured Jason versus Angle or Seth versus Angle it's hard to tell but I'm enjoying myself at the moment. What are your thoughts on this wee storyline, Barry? It's becoming interesting. Um, the only issue is that Jason Jordan's still, in my eyes, still can't get over with the crowd. I think that's the point, though. And I think, if I'm honest, they've tried for a few months now, potentially since the angle, father storyline. Um, but I think they've actually now, after we've watched Raw there, and they've realised what they're going to do to get him over and it was the whole backstage bit with him Seth and Roman and they started acting dead stupid and come in and sort of instruct him about what to do and they looked at him stupid and the crowd were sort of laughing I think he's going to come across a sort of daft sort of funny character now and the fans will take to that See but I don't think they're wanting according to Kurt Angle he said in a podcast or a radio show interview that the plan the storyline that they've got going on with Jordan, they knew that the fan reaction would be like that all along. This, oh, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle's my dad. This is great. I'm going to really enjoy my time and then I'm going to start acting like a spoiled kid, an arsehole. And I think that apparently this sort of cringe fan reaction is what they knew would happen and it's a long game. So I no, hope... see, I don't buy that at all. Why not? It's just, it's too, it's not believable enough. 
No, exactly. That's it. It just it just isn't. I think I think I think he turns on Seth at some point. Aye. And I think we'll get potentially could get Seth versus um Jason Jordan. And I don't know when, maybe at Mania, I don't know, maybe before it. But I think we're gonna get that. Um and I'd be <clears throat> I'd, I'd be down for it I'd be kind of happy with that I think I'd be a real good match I think it would and I think the only sort of small gripe I have with it is Seth Rollins has had a top notch year basically since Mania before Mania but his whole redemption story has been excellent um, I don't know if Jason Wylam and Jordan Jason Jordan's story I don't know if he's ready for a massive match at Mania See, he may not be, but I think everything we saw from him in the ring suggests that he's he's really he's he's, he's terrific in the ring. So I think that because he's done well against um, Cena, done well against Reigns, like he's looked excellent. So I think it could work. I think I think it'll be it'll be an interesting dynamic as well. I think it will be so. I think he will be involved in some sort of. He'll have his big singles WrestleMania match. I think this year, just based on the fact that he's proved himself against the stars you just mentioned there so mm-hmm. he'll be like I deserve some sort of spot of mania so uh, rather than building it for a couple of years then giving it a couple of years time I think that would be a big enough match for him if it was him and Seth mm-hmm. I could see that possibly happening now that Dean's injured eh? if they're not the champs get in to mania I'd be swaying that that'll be the match between the two have we spoken on the pod since Dean got injured nope uh, I think I see the night we were doing the Best of 2017 on the review, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it just had the surgery that day. I think you confirmed oh, aye, to me that he was right. going to book for a long time. Well, it looks certain now that he's going to miss Mania, so that is devastating news, to be honest. I heard somewhere it was nine months. Aye, it's going to be a long time, and it's, so, that's a real shame. He was. The it was unbelievable, actually. Sorry to interrupt, but it was these records and stuff they were saying. Uh-huh. How, much, how many matches he'd competed in since basically he's, he's come into it with, with the Shield. Apparently he was the, I think he was the top uh, for as many matches over that time in years. Um, something like Cesaro or somebody or something like that was no far behind him. Don't think Cesaro or somebody else. I think Aye, it was, so, uh, one, one, one of the episodes, it was, it was by Aye. him. Aye, so it was, you're right. But he's overtaken uh, him now, Jay, also is now the official Iron Man of WWE. Mm-hmm. Just for consistency and constantly being used on telly all the time and all the house show matches and stuff like that. But it's still a shame. Like Dean, he's never been. I've never been fed up with Dean. I know they've possibly exhausted all they can do with him as a babyface, but I've just I've always enjoyed Dean ever since the whole breakup of the Shield in the first place when Dean was on the chase with Seth the whole time. Uh, then he's the early start of twenty sixteen where they kept teasing him winning the title. Funnily enough, his actual title reign was a bit off for some reason, don't know why but I've always enjoyed him so it was quite sad to see him not involved in Mania, especially after he was relegated to the pre-show last year These kind of injuries can be a godsend to people sometimes because that could be like maybe get a big shot at Mania next year, possible title wins you know, it can lead to stuff like that Aye. You, could, you could easily run the storyline that um, when he comes back, you'll have a you could pretend the shield are getting back together or whatever and he could just come out and attack Seth and be like 
the only guy that came and saw me was Roman. You never cared, just selfish, you always have been, sort of thing. And he goes after Seth. And you could play it off. And then that way you can go either way. Seth's with heel or Dean's a heel. You can go either way then. Mm-hmm. Interesting times. We'll see what happens. Like the whole Seth and Dean, I was adamant on seeing Dean turn heel for a while. Or like one of them turning heel on each other again and having a blow off feud. I've said before on the podcast that I would love to see them in an Iron Man match. But I've enjoyed I enjoyed their run as tag tag team so much, and I've enjoyed really really taken to Seth. I've always enjoyed them, like accepted them. But in these last few months, I'm hot on Seth at the moment. That sounds a wee bit risky, frisky. Hmm. Um, he is. He's a handsome fella. He's a CrossFit Jesus after all. But just the, the work he's putting into his character, the he's considering when they tried to do their sort of face turn with him when Triple H screwed him when Kevin Owens won the Universal title and he wasn't really like getting cheered properly see now since the whole thing with Triple H and then reuniting with Dean he is one over fella right now Uh, it's just his everything about him is amazing right now (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I am all for him since that Triple H match he came back in there uh-huh. Um, but I think the reason just saying before that when he was screwed with Triple H uh, something's telling me I think he was sort of rushed back to that first injury anyway so I think he was always just doubting the back of his head that it was going to happen again and it did and then he only missed me here uh-huh. I still believe that was a legit injury although it was discussed a few times on here that it might have been a, a work but I'm certain the majority of that was legit uh, I think it was they wouldn't risk so much telly so much TV nah. just for him not like to come back so I'm glad that I'm happy for the chap um, I'm trying to think what else we need to cover Barry is there anything else that you want to talk about as I said we've talked about quite a few things but if you've, is there any burning issues you want to address from the last well, couple of weeks if you spoke about Raw the fact that how damn good the Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe match was we touched on that it was an excellent match what a way to start the year Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-Electricity-Galore-
Aye, I'd mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. It is. There's definitely, they're going to have something at that event to remember it by. Anyway, there'll be a few things they always do that with these big events, big raw events. Anyway, I think we'll see the mids eat a stone cold stunner and a rock bottom probably. <laughs> He's returning next week, isn't he? Oh, aye, yep. That'll be good. Just to see what they're going to do with him. Mm-hmm. See, this could be his. Yeah, I know he had the match with not many a singles match, but didn't go down too well at the time with myself and majority of the WWE universe. But he's still due a singles match one on one with somebody at Mania. Aye, like a proper feud match. Aye, aye. It's, you think about it, it's been unfortunate other years. I think he's probably could be wrong. I'm certain he's missed a couple for injury. He's been involved in gimmick matches and. He's never really had a tag match. He's never really had a one-on-one match with somebody apart from the Xena that I can remember. Well, I was saying earlier that I think there's a possibility with this Finn Balor Bullet Club thing going on. Uh, I think there's a possibility that they'll face the Miz at some point and it could lead to a Miz Finn IC title match at Mania. That's that. That'd be great, actually. I'd offer that. Uh, I think it would do Finn a world of good get him involved in more TV segments for me I don't care if someone can't talk properly as long as they can wrestle well but obviously Vince likes guys who can have good non-wrestling segments so get him in a lot of Miss TV stuff then I'm all for I would be quite happy with that match I've not been that uh, that disappointed with him on the mic actually I thought it was pretty good I've got no wishes probably because we're from Scotland we're used to hearing folk talk like that mm-hmm um, no, but it seems as if he knows what he's talking about and stuff. There's uh, people just in the mind get this choke. Aye, uh, <clears throat> Roman, but uh, but other people just know. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I didn't. I didn't know that it was news to me. What that Vince doesn't like him? No, I knew he didn't like him. I didn't know he had a problem with his mic skills. I'm just. I'm just guessing, basically. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the whole thing keeps popping up on the internet that. Vince doesn't think Finn's over, even though that's all Vince's fault. Well, to be fair, I found it quite surprising, just because I wasn't sure where he was going with his character, I don't know, that backstage he brought that up again, the fact he's never had his one-on-one rematch for the Universal title. And I know it led to him saying he was going to enter the Rumble, but it's just still that at the back of your head. I think, is he going to be doing something with the Universal title shortly? Possibly. It, it makes me really, really want Lesnar not to renew his contract, or even even if he just loses the title at Mania, then that opens Aye. up a whole new avenue for lots of different matches for the title again. Mm. So that would be definitely, this was the next week's segment I was wanting to talk about, what would I like to happen in 2018? And it would be, first and foremost, to get that belt off Brock Lesnar and give it to a full-timer. Raw's been good, but... I I know. Raw has been good, but the main event scene, it could do with a bit more sort of clarity instead of just number one contender matches all the time, so get that belt off him. Even if it is Roman Reigns, who's not my favourite wrestler in the world, um, just get it off him and get rid of him. If Brock Lesnar's never seen again, I, I wouldn't be that annoyed, to be honest with you. Ricky, any thoughts? Um, I agree what Lesnar told the title and I think he will at Mania I would like to see Braun get the title for a, a somewhat decent amount of time um, 
and I this is probably more wishful thinking than anything else I would like I would love to see and hope CM Punk returns um, <laughs> oh no that's okay <laughs> obviously um so I that, that's about it nothing let's say more than if I would say Braun to get the title for a decent amount of time uh huh I mean, it's, it's the most dominant force on the, the roster. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Did you hear him, hear what he said in Raw with Heath Slater and Rhino? He was talking no, about, I, get, I. get these hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was that? Basically, during the match with Rhino, Heath Slater was, um, Heath, aye, that is his name, Heath Slater was running about the ring and Braun just grabbed the mic and said, you've got two options, you can either fucking come in the ring and get these hands, or do whatever. It's <laughs> just the way he said it, that. <laughs> Rich Latter was absolutely loving it. <laughs> get these hands, that should be the new, this is a new uh, t-shirt, so get these hands, Braun Strowman style. I think another wish for me would be, first and foremost, to calm down with the part-timer stuff. Too much is relied on for the part-timers, and that was shown quite clearly in the Survivor Series main event that was just ended up turning into a farce but another one would be for the NXT call-ups to be handled with a bit more care than they have been there's quite a few of them this year your um, Nakamura's Bobby Roode's Revival fair enough that was through injury but that couldn't be helped Ty Dillinger most of them on Smackdown funnily enough but Smackdown was uh, quite bad for a while just if they're going to come up give them a purpose and if just don't bring them up just because it's the Raw after Wrestlemania give them a story that's going to be get them in focus straight away instead of just right we'll put them over a jobber in the Raw after Wrestlemania they'll win a couple of matches then they won't be seen again for a few months until it's time to put them in some sort of programme bring them up with a programme in mind so that's my wish I can't see that happening there's probably going to be random call ups Um but that's my my main wish, I would say. Barry? Um, a few. Uh, I would say, like, as to actually see Shinsuke Nakamura come out of the shell. Yeah. Become a, a proper, the superstar that we all know they can be. If he's allowed to do that and perform the way he can be, then I'd like to see that happen. He, by the way, is probably one of my picks for the Rumble this year. Um, I would like to see Daniel Bryan have his in-ring return I'm hoping it's at WrestleMania but well, that's wishful thinking a lot apparently, um, so, apparently he's going to find out his status before Mania oh, greatness I know <laughs> absolutely brilliant so there you go that dream could be coming closer um, I would just could like to see the tag team division grow and grow because I think that's was the shining light of 2000, one of the shining lights of 2017 anyway. Definitely the latter half, the second half of 2017 was basically the tag teams were just Aye. Aye. stealing the show. Every fucking <laughs> pay-per-view, the best match of the night was a tag match. Mm-hmm. Aye, can I can't argue with that, that's definitely true. Um, I think it's a, a far-fetched sort of scenario, it's just something I picked up in a few weeks ago on the show, that the whole... Omega, I think, is a worker of Vince McMahon and <laughs> Omega will be on WWE telly sooner than you think. Uh, it won't happen now, but obviously I'd say that I think it would have been good if Jericho fought Omega Mania. Um, so they're doing a bit of a spat in the rumble or something, but it's probably 
too soon for him like that, but that's my far-fetched prediction of the year. Um, and I think there's a possibility we might see Undertaker in our match, potentially at Mania this year. I don't know if I want that, though. He looked done last year. He looked absolutely done. Who, Taker? Aye. He's been done for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Aye. Look, look, and I think it was quite sad as well to see him the last year. It was just, like, just really sad. And I'd rather not go through that again. The only match I'd really want to see is him and Zena. See, I would love to see that as well, but... I would have loved to see that a couple of years ago. Aye, when he was... A wee bit better. Probably the Hell in a Cell Triple H match up to... Then was probably one of the last performances he put in. I must say, one of his best performances I've seen over the last ten years when his career was winding down was the CM Punk match. That was arguably one of the best matches that year at the Mania. Um, Alright, Punk probably carried him through the match, but I still thought he performed really well. Uh, so, but no, apart from if it was him and Gina, should have happened a few years ago, but if it's not going to be that, then a, a potential guy, I suppose, it could probably be Braun Strowman. But I've, in fear that he might kill him that night, really kill him. <laughs> There's no need to mention, is he the Tyler or not? Is he dead or not? <laughs> Aye, well, yes, you can't kill a dead man, though, that's the thing. Aye. <laughs> Right, so, so I there you go, that's my hot picks for 2K18. 2K18, sponsored by Snoop Dogg's rap. Right, so will we get on and close the show with our usual traditional quiz then? Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, excuse me, Barry, I'll, I'll, splice in, I'll, <laughs> I'll splice in the quiz when I'm good and ready, and that's right now. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so to celebrate, sorry, to celebrate Chris Jericho basically kind of crossing over into New Japan Pro Wrestling, I have devised a quiz today that is celebrating. Japanese wrestlers in the WWE and I had a bit of time to skive and work today and I went overboard and there are 11 questions Oh, this is very you started this about 20 minutes ago and, uh, uh, and there's a couple of bonus points they're not actually that hard some of them might be right so number one name the only Takamachinoko <laughs> Number one, name the only Japanese wrestler to be a main roster champion in 2017. I spent a face of people who don't want to be cool. Okay. Tozawa. Correct, well done. 1 0 to you, Ricky. Number two, name the, so, um, name the Japanese wrestler who held both the light heavyweight and the cruiserweight titles. It's me, it's me, it's BSE. Okay, Barry. Tajiri. Correct. See, they're not that hard. Number three, who is the first light heavyweight champion? Well, I guess. Don't guess, but it's me, it's me, it's BSE. Right. Takamichi Naku. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you not guess? I know. I think that was going to be the clue he was going to give. No, your fucking favourite ever wrestler, Ricky. And uh, somebody else should mind it first, but he's quite looking back at my head. Here's a bonus point. 
who was his world title match against? World title. Yep, he had a he had a WWF title match one night on Raw. Ah, uh, I give you a clue. If you want, he had backup from the Acolyte Protection Agency that night. Who did Taka or the guy who's fighting? Taka. It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. Uh-huh. Triple H. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, that's 3-1 to Barry. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I didn't, but it's just a DP hang. It was for that whole McMahon-Helmsley-Eater. Number four. What was Asuka's ring name before she became Asuka in NXT? If you don't get, if you don't know it, just say and we can quickly move on. I don't know it. I definitely don't know it. Um... Oh. No, not Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What was that? He said, oh, and I said, no, uh, it wasn't Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I spit in the face, you know, people don't recall. Was it Cara? Oh, it was. 3 2 to Barry. They're catching up. Right, this is a, this is a quick Who Am I question. I was on the Smackdown brand in the first brand split. My wife accompanied me to the ring. I was a former tag team champ. My gimmick was basically I'm as Japanese as you're going to get. It's me, it's me, it's B-A-Z. Okay, Barry. Finaki? No. <laughs> Ricky, do you want to chime in? We got another um, another one. Well, I was hoping that JR would be on for this. The other the other one is I was the NGPW Rookie of the Year two thousand. <coughs> Running out of clues, I'll give you one more clue. My tag team partner, who I was tag champs with, was Rene Dupree. I think you both kick yourself here. Who the fuck? Do you give up? No. I know who his actual tag team partner was when he first came in it, but no, you mentioned that. Um, I'm just going to have to guess. Was it? <laughs> something. Suzuki. <laughs> uh, Please tell me it was him. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh God! <laughs> you there? <laughs> What's happening? Sorry, I just I just cut off there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Did Did I get the point for that? What did you? You didn't was, answer. What was the first? You said the second name. Was it? Oh, it was like Kenzo or Kent or something, Suzuki? It was Kenzo Suzuki. So I get the point? I'll give you the point. Thanks. Three each. In 1995, a Japanese wrestler called no, sorry, Hakushi had a short but memorable feud with Bret Hart. What did Hakushi bring to the ring as a threat to Bret Hart one week on Raw? Again, if you don't know it, just say. 
I can remember the storyline. That's a thing of it. Silence. Mm. I'm just going to be guessing here because I remember something that's happening, but it's me, it's me, it's BSE. Okay. With some sort of. This is wrong, but I'm just guessing. It's some sort of fucking. I know he definitely found like some sort of powder on his eyes at one point. <laughs> Do you know match? No, it wasn't that. I don't know. I'm, all right, cool. Ricky? See, I was going to say something the same, so I'll just take a random guess. Um. Uh, a gun. <laughs> no, no idea. It was the severed head of Bret Hart. Oof. You remember Can't it remember now? That. Can't remember that part. I remember uh-huh. the feud, but I don't remember that. I brought a severed dummy head of Bret Hart out. So it's still three each. Number seven. When did Hideo Watami make his first main roster appearance? When you mean main roster, you don't mean NXT? No. It's always a trick question anyway. It is, yes. It is, because he was up before. Ah, he was on it that week. <laughs> um, Does that have to be the date and, as I say, year, do you mean? No, just the pay-per-view. Oh, right, right. It's me, it's me, it's BSE. Okay. The Royal Rumble. In- incorrect Ricky um, oh actually uh, shit. I, I thank you um, <clears throat> I spit in the face you there Ricky can you hear me I can hear you now uh, um, the uh, Andre Giant Andre Giant Battle Royal which pay-per-view? 31. Yep, 31, I heard you. You've got some uh, sound issues there, Ricky. I don't know I what's going that. on. I knew it was as soon as I said that, and then said I knew it, and it was that. Is your sound all right, Ricky? Yeah, can you hear me now, sorry? Yep, uh-huh. Uh, which wrestler's name was a reference to the highest rank in sumo wrestling? I spit in the face here, people who don't be cool. Yep. Yokozuna. Well done. Oh, <laughs> A bonus point. What was Yokozuna's real first name? Right. It was... Joe. I don't know. <laughs> no. Barry. <laughs> it's me, it's me, B-A-Z. Mm-hmm. John. <laughs> oh, no, John and Yoko. No, I remember, I remember it now. Go on, tell us then. You don't get the point for this, but what is it? I know, Rodney. Aye. <laughs> I only, I only found out like quite recently in the last couple of years that he, he wasn't actually Japanese. He was fucking Samoan. Oh well, that's me. Just lost one of my questions, then, didn't it? Oh fuck! <laughs> the, the whole sixteen of them. The fake bonus point was uh, why does Yokozuna technically not belong in this quiz? And it's because he's not <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> uh, so it's. There's four... no technically about it, it doesn't belong in it. Aye, he's I... the rock, the rock's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the rock. Uh, so that's 4 3 to Ricky. The tables have turned. 
which WWE superstar still holds the record as the youngest IWGP heavyweight champion? So that's the New Japan heavyweight champ, the youngest ever. Which WWE superstar? Uh, I spit in the face of people who don't be cool. Okay. Um, it's current. Scotty be surely has to be knackered. Um, Correct. Uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's 5-3. Could Barry make it a draw? Which former tag team champ, this is from way back in the day, right, so you don't need to know that part, but which superstar became more famous as a manager for the likes of Don Morocco, Demolition? It's me, it's me, it's B.I.G. Yep. Mr. Fuji. Correct. Oh, it's fucking 5-4. And you might not get this last one at all, so it could end 5-4. Female tag team Jumping Bomb Angels. We're the only Japanese outfit to win what now defunct title? Jumping Bomb Angels, who were Norio Tateno and Itsuke Yamakaze. They were the only Japanese outfit to win what titles title, which is now defunct. Was it a WWE title? Yes. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Mm-hmm. The, the women's WWF tag titles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the pretty much simplest guess, I suppose. Right, that, that's right. right. I was trying to make it sound pure abstract as fuck. Like, when was this? This was years ago. But you did it well done. So, 6 4, was it? 6 5 or Thanks. something? Well done, Ricky. It was 5 4, that's right. 5 4. Did you? And it sixed me, obviously, because you got that. So. Aye. So, thanks for taking part in the quiz. Thanks for joining us, Barry. And thanks for joining us, Ricky. Thank you. Thanks for downloading and listening to us. Remember the information about the T-shirt giveaway. I'm not going to repeat it, so just rewind the programme. And keep an eye out, an ear out for further podcasts from... SMC Wrestling Podcast, Keeping It Strong Style and the One Nation Radio. So, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll speak to you next week. See you later. Good night. Take care, guys. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.